Welcome to Conversations with Owens Community College President, Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Thank you for listening today. Whether this is your first time with us or if you're a longtime follower, we're so happy that you're joining us as we explore the issues and meet the people who are important to Northwest Ohio and to Owens Community College. Please enjoy our previous episodes and subscribe to Conversations to join us for future episodes. Today, I am so excited to welcome 13 ABC's Christian Brown. Christian has covered many major news stories and has won awards for her reporting on a variety of educational issues, so we are so happy to have her with us. Christian is a Toledo native and a graduate of the prestigious E.W. Scripps School of Journalism at Ohio University with a degree in broadcast journalism. She began her professional career as a reporter at KTVE in Monroe, Louisiana, and later returned to her hometown of Toledo and briefly worked as a reporter for WTOL before joining 13 ABC in 2002. Today, Christian anchors the noon newscast as well as Action News at 530. She was inducted into the Ohio School Board Association Media Hall of Fame for her reports on education in the community and received the Northwest Ohio Black Media Association Media Achievement Award. She received Toledo's coveted 20 Under 40 Award, and she also has received both a Telly Award and an Associated Press Award for her story entitled Hip Hop Math. A member of the National Association of Black Journalists and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Christian is a dedicated industry leader and community supporter who often presents to girls and women's groups about personal development and positive choices. She serves on the Blessings with Disguise Board of Directors and previously served on the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwest Ohio Board of Directors. Because of her commitment to her community, Christian has been a notable advocate for the Toledo-Lucas County Library Summer Reading Club for more than five years and is involved in Healthcare Heroes. Hi, Christian. Thank you for being our guest today. I am so thrilled to be able to have Christian Brown on the Conversations podcast. One of the questions that we ask every person who has come onto the podcast is about their educational journey and how they knew that they needed or wanted education past high school. And you have such a distinguished history with um, your education at Ohio University, at the Scripps School of Broadcasting. Can you talk about when did you decide that this was the path for you, and how did you know that that's where you wanted to go? First, I wanted to go into theater, but my Mm -hmm. father, who was a pastor, Mm -hmm. knew that I was a chameleon, and he said, oh, no, you're not going to be waiting tables for gigs. (laughs) He literally said that. So he said, no, you need to find something that you can showcase some of your talents in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, my uncle was dating an anchor in Dayton. Mm -hmm. And she said, Christian, you're going to be a news anchor. That's what you're going to do. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, you've grown up, we would watch the news at the dinner table when I was Uh growing up. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting. And at St. Ursula, it started with the morning announcements. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what's for lunch? What's this? Getting the information. I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. I like to be the person that gives out information. Mm -hmm. So in order to graduate from St. Ursula, you have to do a senior project, Mm -hmm. which is a 20-page paper, and you have to do an internship. So I went to Dayton, did my internship, and realized, oh, yeah this is for me. It is something different every day. Uh I'm telling the stories of the community. I'm getting up close and personal with the movers and shakers and Mm -hmm. the decision makers of the community. And I really like to do that. So she went to Ohio University. Uh So she said, this is where you need to go. You need to get into the EW Scripps School of Journalism and make your way for yourself. And so I literally followed her plan to a T and I'm better for it, for sure. So probably one of the important questions out of that 
Do you still keep in touch with her? She is still a mentor. Mm -hmm. And I never make a move without talking to her. Mm -hmm. She is from Toledo, even though she she retired in Dayton. And so she comes in town a lot. But I don't really make a move in this business without talking to her. Mm -hmm. Um, She has been a gift. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. It's amazing how sometimes there are people in your lives and just the right people or person or persons can make all the difference in your path. Absolutely. And my goal is, and what I've tried to do is when there are people in the newsroom that are young and coming in, Mm -hmm. I try to do the same thing for them. Like, hey, if you need me, you can call me. I'm there for you. If there's a decision, I'm that person for you because I had someone that way for me, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Well, I wonder how much does that dovetail into your love for education? because you've done a lot with building better schools. I am biased because one of the first things when I arrived in the community um, two Junes ago was you're one of the first people I met, one of my first interviews when I uh, started here at Owens. And so, but that's part of a passion of what you do. And so can you talk a little bit about that segment and why it's important to you? The segment is important to me because I think that education is the only way to be better to know more and to pull yourself up. And that was something that my dad instilled in me at a very young age. He said, Christian, you can be whatever you want to be, but you're gonna have to study. There's gonna be that diligence that you're gonna have to throw in to get to where you want to go. You know, when you look around the city, and and you see some of the devastating things that are happening with our teenagers, Mm -hmm. it's because I don't think that they truly understand that most of them are gifted in so many different ways. They just don't know the avenue Mm -hmm. to go on. And so I just feel like no matter how you were born into this world, no matter what cards you were dealt, because I'm adopted. Yeah, I was, I'm lucky to have good parents adopting me, Mm -hmm. but you know, I could have chosen, Oh, I was in 10 foster homes before the age of two. Like I could have, my parents did this, that, and the other, I could have stuck there, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. And I feel like that's how, what education does for everybody. It's like, okay, do you like your circumstances or or do you want something better? Oh, you want something better? Here's the way. And so that is why education is important to me. Because I've just seen so many success stories Mm -hmm. with people using it as a vehicle Mm -hmm. uh, to get to their best. Well, it's a transformational experience. And I think that it's something that often can give people hope. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people from historically disadvantaged backgrounds, that has been the most reliable way to a different set of circumstances. And it impacts them, their families, their futures, their communities, the entire region. And we believe that that's a big part of why we exist. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I love telling the stories and building better schools and, and showing different uh, programs, whether it's, you know, a career tech in high school or on the college level, just letting people know that, hey, there's other avenues. If you want to, you know, get a CDL, there's so many different ways that you can mm-hmm. connect with education and, and better yourself. Absolutely. Well, one of the programs that we have here is in Associate Applied Science and Broadcast Media Technology. And so you talked about people who were important in your life and your mentoring. You talked about education. What advice do you give people who are interested in this field? This field is an ever-changing field. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you advice, and it could be tweaked in the next year. I tell people, because I do have a mentee at Ohio University right now who's from Toledo, (laughs) and I just told her to immerse herself Mm -hmm. into current events, immerse herself into uh, social media, because mm-hmm. social media is a part of what we do every day. It's not like I just go and tell a story and put it on the air anymore. People are downloading my stories on, from their phone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the web portion of it, the social media portion of it. And 
I tell them to read everything. And then luckily at Ohio University, they ha- they put on their own newscast, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I started behind the scenes. I did all of the director things and I ran the cameras, which helped because now I have a greater appreciation for what everybody does. And right. I understand what everybody does. And that's what I would say. Just immerse yourself with it mm-hmm. and get to know all of the changing avenues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are putting stories on TikTok now. Do you remember when people were like, what's TikTok? Exactly. Now everybody's on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> You know, so it's always changing a new avenue and Mm -hmm. ways to tell stories. It's evolving. And I think one of the things about social media is that it is an accepted place to get information now, whereas, you know, a decade, 15 years ago, no one ever would have given it that kind of credibility. No. and And it's a way that they can get it quickly. So why do I have to wait for Christian to come on at 530 when I can just click on it, right? So we have to service everyone and how they want to get news to make sure everyone is happy, right? Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about Ohio University, but you didn't stay in the state of Ohio. You had opportunities to go elsewhere and you came back and you stayed. So can you talk a little bit about when you went out of state? Yeah. So my first job was in Monroe, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody, but I was so (laughs) excited because I felt like such a grown up, such an adult going into a city with no parent. They're letting me do this. Okay. And I, and I didn't know anyone, but a guy named Jack Pagano hired me. It was my first job. He hired me from NABJ Mm -hmm. and I got down there and the people were so lovely and wonderful. Mm -hmm. I was able to make my mistakes without my grandmother being like, what are you doing, girl? You know, you got your first job, you know, you make your, those mistakes and I was able to make those mistakes in private and grow and learn. And, and it was just a great experience for me, but Thanksgiving came around and it hit me like, wait a minute, I'm not going home for Thanksgiving. I'm working. And then Christmas came and I was just like, you know, I want to go closer to home. And at the time, my news director was being called to Afghanistan. He was a colonel. Mm. And so he said, I'm going to call um, Channel 11. I know him and, and let him know that, you know, I don't want you staying down here because you came down here for me to grow. And so then I was able to come home for my birthday, which was December 9th. Mm. And I interviewed at um, Channel 11 and the general manager at the time was an Ohio University grad, right? You see how that works? It all the connections. Uh-huh. And they agreed to hire me and I was there for eight months. And at the time, one of my mentors was the 530 anchor at Channel 13. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you're at the wrong station for you. And that's how I ended up going to Channel 13. So mm-hmm. mentors and OU connects. We talk about networks and students needing to borrow networks, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that to back to the conversation about education, that's part of what they get when you go to school because not everyone comes from a background where, you know, their parents have friends or you right. know, whatever the case may be. And that's part of that, you know, how they create that and how they move forward in their careers. Absolutely. Yeah. Network, network. I'm teaching my children that mm-hmm. now, like remember the face, remember the name, and maybe you can help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you were able to come back to Toledo and part of coming back to Ohio has led to a very wonderful, fulfilling career, but why do you stay? Why do I stay? I get questions like that all the mm-hmm. time. I think I stay because my kids are getting such great educations here. Mm-hmm. My mom is alive in here. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's alive in here. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I was in Monroe, Louisiana, because when I was in Monroe, Louisiana, the goal was to get to New York or Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was chasing what I thought was golden. Mm-hmm. And then you live life enough and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I was wrong. It's not the place that's golden. Mm-hmm. It's the people that's golden. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kept me here in Northwest Ohio, the people. Mm-hmm. 
you know. It's a wonderful place. It really is. It, is. it really is. And and I like watching the growth of other people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's my childhood friend. Look at her. I have a friend that I went to St. Ursula with who is now the vice president of the Minnesota Lynx. Like, you're like, <laughs> how did that even happen? My girlfriend, Carly, who just, you know, sing, sings in the choir and is, she's now doing such great things and she'll come back in town. I see her family and things like that. But when I was in Monroe, Louisiana, I felt isolated, alone. And even though everybody was so fantastic to me, mm-hmm. it was just, I just felt like I needed my family and friends mm-hmm. to, to enjoy those good and successful days where I want to celebrate, but I'm in my apartment by myself. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's not the same. Yeah. It is not the same. Yeah. And so as part of your career, you have received numerous accolades. One of them that I am really curious about is the 2009 Associated Press Award for your story entitled Hip Hop. (laughs) (laughs) I got to give a shout out to the photographer, uh, Todd Gertner, with that. So what they were doing, they were going into charter, there was a charter school, and they were trying to get the kids to memorize math facts. Mm -hmm. Well, what do, they can tell you every lyric of every hip hop song, right? Mm -hmm. So what he did as a musician is he took all of their math facts Mm -hmm. and made them songs and they would just sing it, you know, and they knew, and then they would be at their desk taking their tests, (laughs) singing it and acing their tests. That is awesome. So it's kind of like a memory thing, but Mm -hmm. it was memory to music. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of kids learn. Mm -hmm. And it it just turned out like to be a really great story. And we also won like a telly award with that, but Mm -hmm. it's funny because we don't know where they went. We think that they moved to another city and did something else with that, but mm-hmm. that was a really great story. And I was that way as a child. Mm-hmm. If I needed to learn something that I wasn't really like judged about learning, I would make it a song and then I would take the test and I would just sing the song and fill mm-hmm. in the blanks. Uh-huh. And, and, and probably then your teacher was looking at you like, what's really going on here? Right, right. right. You can't sing out loud. Just gotta... <laughs> well, one of the other awards that you uh, won was again about your commitment to education and it garnered you an induction into the Ohio School Board Association Media Hall of Fame in 2011. And so why do you think that education coverage, not only your passion for it, but from media overall, why is that so important? I think it's important for us to get out that accurate information, Mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing with school districts. Maybe they have a levy on the ballot. Maybe they're in dire need and, and people are just like, why do we need this? I think it's the clear communication and getting people to understand why it's so important, Mm -hmm. why the schools are so important, and what will happen if they don't have the vital resources that they need to educate children, what happens to our community. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I try to tell a fair story, Mm -hmm. and I try to tell both sides of the story. I always try to tell both sides of the story, and I just think that that's the reason why I was awarded that, and I continue to try to do that um, just to get the information out. As you talk about the information and how important education is, one of the things about you as an individual is that you're very invested in the community, not just, you know, because this is the people you love and and your family, but you're at community events. You, you know, give of yourself and your time despite a very busy life and demanding career. What compels you to do that? What is that saying? Um, To whom much is given, much is required. I feel like I remember so many people coming in front of me Mm -hmm. as a kid. And speaking to us and, and trying to get us to see things differently or just being that role model. Mm-hmm. And I love to do it. 
Mm-hmm. I've never regretted one of them. <laughs> I never regret one of them. And I, I think it's I think it's important because most of the events I'll do, whether it's like the MLK um, scholarship breakfast or whether it's something with my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, um, it's important for the young girls to see me mm-hmm. and to be able to touch me and to connect and ask me questions mm-hmm. and not just the person that you see on the screen. Right. Um, and that there's more to me than my job, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I think it's very important to be out in the community. I love to be out in the community. And I think it makes me a better journalist Mm -hmm. to be out in the community because it's in the community that you get the community stories. Right. Right. And there's a level of authenticity to it as Mm -hmm. well, because they recognize that you're just not, you know, reporting something. You actually have a level of understanding. Right. You can catch me in the Dorito aisle. I might take a selfie with you. That's true story. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you're in the chip aisle? I'm like, yeah, I got kids. <laughs> Can I take a selfie? Sure. You know? Well, well speaking of kids, you juggle a very busy life. You talked about being um, the command center for five important people. And so, as you know, many of our students have families. Um, either they're returning adults or they're young people who have families or they're caring for parents, whatever the situation is. Um, and sometimes that's where some struggles come up, where they have to think through, okay, how do I prioritize and still be able to move my life, career, education, whatever it is forward? What advice do you give them about when they're struggling? I think when you're struggling, you just have to remind yourself that you're doing the best that you can mm-hmm. at this time with what has been given mm-hmm. and that you can move forward, maybe not in the pace mm-hmm. that you want to push yourself, but you can take, like, what do they what do they say? You can't eat an elephant whole, bite-sized mm-hmm. pieces. And I think that having the support of my mom mm-hmm. has kept me in the game. Like I can't always go to, um, the school and all the things that they have for my twin daughters or my son. My mom has been able to step in for me. And then with my husband being an educator as well, mm-hmm. he gets off at four while I'm, you know, I don't get off till six thirty, seven o'clock till the newscast is over. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a balancing act, but I feel like no matter what kind of barriers that come your way, mm-hmm. you just have to know that if you keep going, mm-hmm. you will reach the other side of it to where you are better and you can offer more for your children, for your loved ones, Mm -hmm. for your parents, if you're taking care of them. So I think that is what's always in the forefront. Like I'm not a hundred percent for everybody all the time. I can't be, but I give what I can. And when I need to tap out, I tap out Mm -hmm. just for balance. It's important. It's wonderful advice for everyone. I can't tell you how thrilled we are that you were able to spend some time with us today for our podcast. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to share or anything like that? No, I just love Owens Community College. And I love that the impact that it's had on our community for people who may not have a traditional way into school, this offers them that Mm -hmm. and, and it's affordable and it's just, it's just a treasure in our community for so many. And you're not just helping a student, you end up helping an entire generation family and everything else. Absolutely. It's wonderful. We appreciate that. We believe that as well. So thank you. (laughs) It was our pleasure having you on the podcast and uh, look forward to seeing you again in the future. Christian, thank you so much for being with us today. It's so interesting to hear your perspective on education and the important role it plays in this community. Thank you for your commitment to this region and for taking the time to be with us. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please remember to subscribe and join us for future conversations. Until then, take care.